episode number 78 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan, myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, you, you've got a little bit of colour in your, your face this week, uh, you know, and are we, are we upside, uh, are we happy face too, and you've got a cheeky little uh, yellow hammer, um, black aisle brewery, is it, you've got there? Indeed, good evening, Kyle, uh, maybe that's why I've got colour in my face. That, and also, I've had an absolutely brilliant weekend following athletics in Scotland and Scottish runners abroad. I mean, we've got so much racing that's been going on this week. Frankfurt Marathon, Scottish National Cross Country Relays, Leeds. Really cool weekend to be following running in Scotland. So that's really... I'm in a better place this weekend. This is a no-sadness zone this week. <laughs> well, let's, you heard that first, folks. <laughs> um, so, so what about the... Yeah, so that's a question for you, Tom. So... Uh, you know when you sometimes find you get injured or ill and your your form drops or something happens that you you fall out of love of of actually going out and running. Mm-hmm. My fear was that Tom would fall off the the bandwagon and and he would just he just wouldn't have the motivation to to carry on TRS and to to keep reporting on 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 the results and and you know keeping keeping the TRS spirit alive and and here you are you know you're a new man a new week. So what what's your secret? Matt, do you know, I think two things. First, I had a really productive session with a physio last week, so uh, big shout-out. He's been on before. We need to get him back on soon, but James Cruikshank, who's a mate of ours, had a really good session with him. Really, I, I'll come into what, what the, my issues are, but good. I feel in a better place now. And do you know what? Some of the... You know me, I'm an athletics fan, first and foremost, and I love following it. And actually, following Frankfurt Marathon on Sunday and seeing... It just really got me fired up. I was really gutted. I thought, do you know, what? I should have gone to Frankfurt this year. I loved it so much last year. But we've got, you know, shout out guys like, you know, Del Hawkins, smash and run, Steph Twell, sensational. But also, one of the things I've always thought would be the crux of the podcast I want to do is promote, like, the club runners. So we've got Jack Arnold and all his Bella troops out there. Um, we've got Canvas Line Captain Ian Reid was out running. Um, and these guys, you see them smashing it. And I'm, I'm so, I thought, do you know what? This is what I'm thinking now. I've seen these guys run that, and I'm thinking, exactly as you said last week, screw sub 230. It's all about London. I don't know, 227? Like, oh, this is, yes. This is, you know, That's what I'm, I like to hear. It's back this, in the game. I'm back in the game, and I'm hungry. You know, <laughs> yes. I'm a hungry. I'm just ready for it. All I need to do is get his knee sorted and get back on the horse. And, you know, Tom Roach, 226. Oh, I know. In Dublin, that, I mean... Eh? These I mean, I, are, I, oh, I, I googled his. I, I didn't Google his name. I, I, I went on the, <laughs> the, the good old Dublin app and the Dublin Marathon app. Downloaded it just for Big Tom Roach and saw his time and thought, phenomenal time. Two twenty six for I haven't first, seen first, first over forty as well. Unbelievable. He must be ranked quite highly as number forty in the country now. <laughs> I know. It's unbelievable. Well, you could probably find it actually. You could probably be able to check Power of Ten and you'd be able to know. But two twenty six for a forty year old. There's there's life in you know there's life in us old dogs and when we reach that age so that's oh, I sure. mean what seven eight years I mean God you've got to set your sights high now you know when you see guys like that smashing runs like that is phenomenal and but you know it's phenomenal times but he's certainly I'm sure these guys who are getting PBs and girls are they're getting they're putting in the sessions they're putting in the training and uh, and it's Absolutely. and it's paying off. It's fantastic. So there's a somebody sent us something. I can't quite find it. There was a, a, a message from someone on Facebook. And apologies if you message us on Facebook. 
it is that the page manager app they have is really bad. It's really difficult to track messages. But someone sent us up um, today, like literally an hour ago. Um, oh, here we go. It was a message. It was John. It was, of course, it was John Hammond sent us a list. He's saying he was checking the power of 10 results. John, uh, who we've talked about previously, John ran, um, a, ran recently. So, of course, he's checking the power of 10. He's checking out where his ranking is. John, who we'll give a shout out to, is at 25. So in terms of the Scottish marathon rankings this year, there's been a bit of a shake-up. Derek Hawkins, after a sensational 2.12.49 PB yesterday in Frankfurt, has slotted in ahead of Robbie behind Callum at number two in the in the rankings for this year. But you look at some of the runs now. Tom Roach, eight in Scotland, 2.26.38, just behind seven in Scotland this year. Kenny Wilson, brilliant debut from Kenny, 2.22.39. You've got Del Rey at 2.27.08 and 9 at 10. Jack Arnold, 2.28.28. Unbelievable. Brilliant run. 11, Rico, 2.28.38. I mean, it's unbelievable, the list. And you look at the guys, Ian Reid, we mentioned, went 2.29.33 yesterday. So it's really good. And it's just uh, even our man Stuart McDougall down at 28. Uh, 234.31 with his monster run in London. Oh, the monster positive split. <laughs> so these, I see these results flooding in yesterday and two things struck me. A, Bella, shout out to those boys. They had, I don't know, eight to ten guys out running in, um, in Frankfurt. Real squad mentality. And then half of them, most of them are smashing it. I'm thinking, that's what I want to do. I want to be going to London with the Metro lads, Metro train, Smashing it, and that, and you know, that's really got me fired up. So, metro train versus yellow train that's what we're that's the gauntlet we're laying down. <laughs> <laughs> that's some I was, I was having my, my I had a wee run with Debbie in there. I was like, who would actually win the metro train or the central train at marathon? No, the it team depends. prize. I'm not saying, I mean, that's two clubs, two Scottish clubs, but we know that this the, the yellow train are, are looking to lay a squad down for the. The London Marathon now. Scottish Champions. Yeah. I mean, who, who would the who 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 would the, the the athletes be from Central who are going down? Do you know? I think for I don't know this for sure. I, I'm get, if I had to pick names out, you know, Central's top marathons right now, you would say uh, Ross Houston. We know yeah. Ross was what two twenty guy, two twenty one, something like that. Sub, sub two twenty, yeah. Sub two twenty. Yeah. Sorry, Ross. Um, you got uh, marathon runner. You got of course, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. You have got Mikey Wright who. Seems to be running 228-229 systematically. I imagine it a lot in a big event like London, he'd run quicker. Lewis Miller, once he gets his injury sorted, will for sure be running sub 230. So I, I think they're kind of similar. Seeing Alistair here, Andy Butcher stepping up. So I I don't think we'd see either of them stepping up for next year in London. Maybe sometime, I don't know. But both are clearly smashing at what they're doing. But That's- I... I yeah. think the Scottish champs in London next year could be sensational. I think if Central send a team, we send a team. We've seen Bella, what they've done yesterday. If uh, Canvas Lang, won, I've got you know strong marathon runners there. Uh, and I've only pulled a couple of clubs out there. I mean, it could be unreal. It could be I mean, really, really cool. That's the, me- that's the men's team now. The, the, the female team. Of course, being, yeah. Being biased as well. Like, I mean, even the, the, the female team, uh, you know, Central and some of the other clubs. Well, look at look at Metro. Remember Met, the yeah. Metro won the the team the team I, prize, the British Championship. British Championship, yeah. You know, unbelievable that, that was. That was. So you know, let's uh, let's get back to that to the winning ways and that would be a people... smackdown actually. You imagine if you've got because on the central side you would have so Jen Wetton, um, Fanny Goreco. I'm sure they can pull another marathoner out there that I'm not thinking of. Do you know who the the, the babysitter is for Logan? Who? 
Fiona. Debbie's going to be. Debbie's wanting to do London, so uh, we need to find a babysitter. I'm not going to tell her that. I'm going to let her, if she listens to the podcast this week, let her discover that. Yeah. Her own yeah. Means. And this is your. <laughs> why don't you ask the question nicely, Kyle? Fiona, Fiona will be listening to this. Fiona, do you, would you like to look after the the champion of um, of marathon running in the future, M- Mr. Logan Alexander Chase Gregg? <laughs> you would love to be looked after by Auntie Fiona while Tom smashes a 2.27 unless she does London yeah please so so, uh, so no I, I really I think what I just think the marathon scene at the moment is, is really is uh, is great it really is and, and I'm just using pulling that out as one example you know we saw you know we saw Steph smash it but also other distances I mean the Leeds yesterday we were down in Leeds uh, Fiona did it the greatest of runs but you know, guys like Adam Craig, third Scott all time now. Incredible time. I didn't realise um, how fast that time was. 28, what, what did he run? Like 28. 20, was it 45? Something like that. That's incredible. So I was watching that race and I was at, stood at, as li- listeners on Twitter will see the TRS video, and I watched, I was at like 9.5k, and on Leeds you've got a bit of a kick up before, with about 500 metres to go, and this, the just train of guys coming through, Adam in third, and I, I just, because I was so focused on shouting for Adam, I suddenly realised Chris Jones is right behind him. You know, unbelievable. He had a cracking run too. He, he was did, yeah. 28 as well. 28, 40 something too. But the guys, like, we'll get, I mean, we'll, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves in terms of um, the the times, but you've got, uh, oh, we're getting to these, but if you look at some of the guys from who ran times yesterday, who were Scottish guys, sorry, going sub to sub 30 like Ryan Thompson comes lying 29-13 I mean Max Malarvey 29-30 this is James Donald under 30 I mean it's uh, it's brilliant absolutely oh, brilliant there's, there's uh, I've, I, I mean I, I've never seen that many Scots go under 30 minutes I've or, you know one go in one race um, in my time anyway my generation I think, I think uh, I, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm wrong but um but no, I could. I, I'm really, really impressed by some of the times. Um, I mean, yeah, Adam Craig's time, phenomenal. Uh, you know, Chris Jones. I'm gonna class. I know he's Welsh, but I'm gonna take him as a Scot for this uh, podcast. He's one of our interviewees as well. Um, a listener of the show. Not sure he is now, but he, he used to be. Uh, yeah, you're right. Jack Leach, 29:39. James Donald, 29:53. Uh, yeah, Max Malarvey, twenty nine, twenty eight, just phenomenal. And that's only your sub thirty guys. Um, oh. And then your female side, you've got Annabelle Simpson, thirty three, thirty. That's a great Annabelle. run from Annabelle. Yeah. Really good. And and how old is Annabelle? She's quite young, isn't she? She's... Yeah, I don't know for sure, but I would peg Annabelle at someone like twenty four, twenty three, maybe. Yeah. Would yeah. be my guess. Let us know, Annabelle, if you listen. Right. And uh, Beth, <laughs> Beth Potter, thirty two oh five. So. Just a couple of seconds outside their best 10k. Yeah. Um, also, Fiona Bryan as well. So how how's Fiona? Is, was she happy enough? I take it uh, she's a bit disappointed with her not getting to get getting a PB. I would imagine. Yeah. So I mean, Fiona's PB is 34.21. She ran I think 34.41. She is a bit disappointed because she went in. I was sure she'd run a PB, and I was pretty sure she would go low 34s to be honest. But she do not. She's on. She was running on marathon legs. It didn't come together. Um, it was, it, it you know afterwards I was saying to her it's a really, it's a good place to it's not a good place to be but it is a, you could argue it's a good place to be that she's disappointed running thirty four forty. 
you know that it just shows how far she's come. So, um, yeah, she uh, she'll be back. I think she was she would have liked to have gone closer to thirty four minutes for sure. But um, I think it's because she's ever since she ran seventy five flat essentially for a half marathon, she's felt her ten k is a bit out. And I think it is out. I think with a yeah. bit of sharpening, she'll, oh, she'll yeah. get there. Training specifically for that and getting a few faster sessions. I'm I'm sure um, you know it's only a couple of weeks of of. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks short she was for getting the PB. So, um, yeah, well done, Fiona. Uh, Jenny Bannerman also thirty-five forty-three. Sarah Potter is that Beth Potter's sister? It is, yes. Oh, is it? Are they twins or what are they? Are they just uh, sisters? No, I don't think they're twins. No. Ah, ah well, she's pretty quick, eh? Yeah, she is quick. Yeah. Also, can I just say, shouting out results: Donny McDonald thirty-one fifty. Oh really? So oh, I was no, still, I did, yeah. actually sorry, Donny McDonald. Yeah, I didn't know that. he was running. I would know it. So shout out Donny if he's listening. I was stood there. Hey, Donny does listen. So I saw him running. Obviously, Donny, I recognised the best mile and recognised Donny mile. So I gave him a big shout. But what really struck me is I don't recognise half the quick Scottish guys. But I, I'll be honest, the guys like quick guys who I know the names on paper. But I was thinking to myself, like Max Malarvey. I've, I saw. I didn't see him in the race. Saw him in the results. I have no idea what he looks like. And I actually saw, it really struck me when I saw the photos of the National Relays on Saturday. The Scottish Athletics posted the top three teams, and I didn't recognise anyone in the teams. They're all like youngsters, which is great. But I'm thinking, blimey, there's a real new crop coming through. There is a, I think there's there's a little emerging uh, talent of, of distance runners that we're, we're experiencing, not just in Scotland, but certainly the depth's starting to come back. P- yeah. Correct me if, if I'm wrong, but 150. What did we have? We had a hundred and hundred and five runners in the Leeds Abbey Dash running sub thirty-two minutes. That's unreal. That's crazy. And uh, what did you have? Even in the 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 the, the 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 top end of the field, you had you had nine runners sub twenty-nine minutes. And then let's see for sub thirty minutes, you had. You had the 26 people, 26 Oof. people running sub 30 minutes. That's Sorry, sub, yeah, sub 30 minutes. No, 28 people running sub 30 minutes. So you came to you, you get a 29 minute 10k and you come 28th. Do you know what really disappoints me, right? Is I saw there was a lot of I'm seeing this all the time at the moment. There was so much, there was a lot of some nonsense chat kicking about various forums on Facebook with regard to athletics about oh this, these shoes are ruining athletics because there's a photo from the Leeds Abbey Dash where the bulk of the guys at the front are wearing vapor flies. now I'm fed up of hearing for years about oh why runners in the 80s are running better because they're harder and they're training harder yet now you see a crop of guys doing really well and running well and it's this instant oh it must be the shoes you know now I'm, I'm not denying that these are performance shoes but you know I think it's really it really annoys me when straight away people are saying that there's also people claiming the course must have been short like why can't we just accept no one's run 25 minutes. You know, these are believable times. Yeah. You know, I, I think it, it also comes it comes home as well. Like, you know, when you see these forums and you're you're the one who's just achieved a PB and you're just uh, tarred with the same brushes. Oh, you know, that's back in back in the 80s. You're, these times, we were running those times in our sleep where we, uh, or, or even even like you say, you know, the fact that you you, you wear a certain shoe and, and that's, that's a brush that you get tarred with. That you're wearing that shoe, and therefore that's the time you got. But it doesn't, you know, there's yeah. there's not enough evidence out there to suggest that they're, you know, significantly performance enhancing. Um, 
And I know, I know some people, on, on, you know, they, they look at, I think, your, um, before the, the vapor fly and, you know, and, and then after, and you look at the, the marathon times as um, a significant percentage have improved their performance in the marathon uh, because they're wearing vapor flies. Because on Strava, you can, you can um, select that you wear vapor flies. So they've done, they have done studies on it, but. Mm-hmm. And nonetheless, I mean, these guys ran a sub thirty minute ten k, and they haven't broken any rules. So, absolutely, or, or whatever time you achieve. So, anyone who gets a PB and you wear them, don't feel bad because you haven't broken any rules. Everyone's it's an, everyone's in the same boat. And if you if you if you disagree with them, then you, Do you, you know you can don't wear them. You know. So Fiona made a good point. Fiona ran in vaporflies yesterday. She didn't run in vaporflies in um, Brian Goodwin. They don't give you a PB. You've still got to be in shape. You've still got yeah, to deliver. Exactly. And, you know, I think they're an edge for sure. But I just think I'm just, I really, I'm getting fed up of hearing such negativity on the subject. It really, it's uh, until, you know, if people want the idea left to rule on it, rule on it. And, you know, they should be encouraging that. But don't be slating people who run well on it. I mean, yeah, you look at the top Scots yesterday at the front. You're, as you say, they'll be in it. But anyway, we, let's, I shouldn't have brought up, let's not dwell on that. Let's, let's dwell on the success. And, I mean, if we start with dwelling, what's twell and talk about? Oh, the... look at that Hello. little linkage there! Eh? <laughs> he's uh, he's not even had half his yellow hammer, and he's already uh, making sense. So that's so good. We've got so Steph Twell, who absolutely smashed the, the Olympic standard to run a Scottish national marathon record. Unbelievable! Oh, phenomenal time! I mean, I I was refreshing my my tracker, going. I think she's gonna she's gonna eclipse my time and and. You know, unfortunately, she didn't. But, um, but I worried still, she'd overcook. I worried she'd overcooked it early on. If I'm I honest. so did I initially. Um, but two two twenty six, phenomenal time. Um, well within the Olympic standard. Um, and she's, I mean, Steph. I don't know, like you know, a, a couple a few years ago was was a decent, was a decent runner, as in a de- a decent um international runner. She's she's truly is world class now. Oh yeah, uh, running those times, and and you, you you just have to look at that low thirty one time earlier in the week, earlier in the year. Uh, did, I can't remember where she did that. Her and Ailish, was it? Was it oh, her that and was Ailish? The Highgate House, night of the yeah, 2000s. like that time was absolutely phenomenal. To run a time like that is truly is world class. So yeah, um, congratulations, Steph. Fantastic run. I see she liked. Uh, she did like one of our Twitter, uh, our Twitter posts you, you put up there. So that was she that did. was good. Yeah, the, on the, yeah. We're getting Steph on soon. Yeah, that's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so brilliant. It would be really good to hear um, her, her, just her, her rise to where she is now. And um, yeah, fantastic result there. Uh, certainly one of the standout performances of of the weekend for me. Um, and 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 Del Boy, De- Del Boy. Oh. I don't know if he's called Del Boy, but Derek <laughs> he, is on, he is on here. Yes, sorry, Derek. Derek Hawkins, two twelve. To get a PB now, I must be honest. I never, I never expected him to be running a 2:12 based on his his last couple of years of, um, his last couple of years of results. Now, but I, I'm just, I think it's a phenomenal performance to run a 2:12. You know, take three seconds off your PB, back to the shape that you're in a few years ago is, I think, I think is fantastic and what a versatile athlete. Eh? Oh, absolutely, and I, I, I'm really pleased to show that he. I'm really pleased that he's shown he can come back because I, I think a lot of people had written him off, 
And it it's, was all about Callum now. And actually, second they the second Scottish time of the year. That's really impressive. Oh, yeah. Are they the, the Scottish equivalent of the, the Ingebrigtsens? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> or cool. they, uh, or that that might be um, an insult to the to the Hawkins, you know, they're they're the brothers in their own right. Um, but uh, but again, yeah. that, that was an even split from Derek. You know, I in fact it was a negative split. Right. Okay. So, I thought again early on. I thought Ucha, he's gone out. He's he's really he's really he's gone out. And, hard, yeah. yeah, but fair play to him. Uh, I'm getting my tracker back up here. And what he was? Let me find it. Uh, Derek Hawkins. So yeah, Derek went through halfway in 106.40, which is a 2.13.20. Yeah, it so, would be, yeah. Yeah, so he's uh, he's got a negative split here around 2.12.49. That's really impressive. And actually, look at his splits. His first three 5Ks, 15.45, 15.55, 15.36, and the fourth one, 15.53. He closed 15.37.35.49. Wow. Right. It was a, uh, you know, I've got to say, uh, you and I should go out and do Frankfurt, mate. It's a great race. And oh, yesterday, what, that, yeah. what, a, what a hunting ground for Scots. Oh yeah, it was uh, Kenny Wilson's time, like. Oh, so I'm, I'm. That's brilliant. his first marathon. Another cracking result, well up the rankings, and uh, yeah, just uh, you know, tracking him. I thought he was maybe he was fading a little bit, but he didn't was, fade uh, a huge amount. Um, now we are hoping to get. Uh, I was hoping to get a little, uh, a little chat with Kenny. Before we, uh, that's a great idea. It, it just just a few minutes to tell us about the race. So if it if it comes to fruition, you'll hear it on this podcast. If not, we'll get his own interview again in his right. But again, another interview of the show. Um, and yeah, by far, have a look at what he does. And uh, yeah, take note, folks. The other one that I'm gonna, I mean, let's you know, let's just stick on Frankfurt. Shout out Gordon Lennox, two forty thirty two. Um, we know again if we go to guys like Ian Reid, two twenty nine thirty three. That was a pretty I didn't realise he was running until someone gave him a shout-out on our Twitter account, which is cool. So he was another one who went out and held on, which was cool. Jack Arnold. I mean, Jack, really pleased to see Jack. I know he's had some time out, and good to see him back running well. He's uh, smashing that sub-230. And even guys like, you know, um, following, like guys like Darren McQuaid, who we know from the circuit, 238. Craig Lamont, Bella as well, 238. I mean, what a train those boys have got. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's, we're definitely going there next year, eh? Yes, we are. I like that. That we add that to the TRS. Go. We're definitely doing list. <laughs> yes, definitely doing maybe or definitely not. Yeah, it's quite a long list. We've got a lot it's of stuff to do next list. year, mate. Yeah, it's a race heavy week. <laughs> uh, other so in, if uh, in just terms of uh, other results that we're impressed with yesterday. So we mentioned Tom Roach two twenty six in Dublin, really impressive. Gemma Rankin two forty one thirty in Dublin. Okay, right. Yeah, no, I didn't see that. I only saw that. Only searched for Tom at Dublin, but good result from Gemma there. Yeah. Yeah, that is good. Um, and uh, let me. I think Tom is the only real notable one from uh from from Dublin. Let me just uh, pick up the rest of them. Uh, yeah, we also had. Um, I tell you what was interesting, Dublin. That the lad uh, Stephen Scullion, two twelve. Saw that as well, yeah. Really what, impressive. Irish guy, I think that's yeah. uh, is that the fourth fastest Irish time. Something like that. Absolutely yeah. incredible. And I, did that. I think the Welsh female record went yesterday. I did it? Yeah, I think so. Maybe I'm miss. Uh, maybe I'm getting. Let me come back to that. I'll see. I'm, I'm sure I read somewhere. Uh, anyway, a Welsh athlete ran really fast. A female Welsh athlete ran really fast. Um, I didn't think Dublin was a fast course. 
Nor did I. I mean, but you've got, again, shout out North Island Harriers, Greg Shearer. He ran 233.55 for a, a sneak. Oof, sneaked about a 10 second PB there. Cheers yeah. to him. Jeez, um, that would have been a sore hat first, uh, last mile. <laughs> yeah, it would have been, yeah. Um, you know, other oh. guys who run yesterday, uh, we mentioned Darren and Craig. Also running in Dublin, we had. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Going back through some of the Franklin guys, David Henderson, 238. Neil McLaughlin, Inverclyde, 238. 242, beg your pardon. Um, who else did we have? Shout outs to I think that's pretty much that pretty much rounds it out. Yeah, that rounds it out. But anyway, really cool, great. It felt like a real, it felt like a sort of London Marathon style weekend where there were so many people you want to see how they got on, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd say I I, I actually got well, I went for a run. Silly enough, when the last ten uh, k of the the Frankfurt Marathon and I kept refreshing my phone. There was no word of a lie. My phone is waterlogged, so it's um. <laughs> I can only see half my phone now. It still works, but there's water in my screen. Oh, no. And that was because I kept having to take it out in the pissing rain to check to see how everyone was doing. So thanks, guys, for uh, <laughs> for that. It's um, certainly I, not. Maybe I'll tell I... you who was running Frankfurt. It was Nicky Johnston. Was he? Yeah, so it looks like his time. So Nicky, I met him. What was he dressed up as this time? <laughs> I elf or something. <laughs> we ran 241. Oh, did he? Um, but to be fair, he went to halfway in one. Oof, he went to halfway in one sixteen. So that looks like a pretty. He's a two twenty one guy. So in fact, yeah, he ran two twenty one in January this year, and since then he's not. He does a lot of marathons. I mean, he's done this year. He's run two twenty one, two twenty three, two twenty four, two twenty four, two twenty four, two twenty six, two twenty seven, two twenty seven, two twenty eight, two twenty eight, two twenty eight, two twenty nine, two thirty six, two forty one. That's not an order of dates, obviously. But um, yeah, I mean that sounds like too many. So yeah, I mean I don't know why he was doing them. If it was, if it was, it was maybe cool. pace, was he pacing or something? Or Possibly. Just... But you think if he went through halfway in one sixteen, and to come home in two forty one, that's uh, yeah, a. I'd imagine maybe, maybe he was pacing someone. And he maybe, sat with him. Yeah, but then why would you go one sixteen then? Well, he could be pacing somebody. They just die too, and you just. He must my... be based in Germany. He runs, he yeah, yes, yeah, he's based. I think he's a PE teacher. Um, mm. Now, Nicky's, uh, I, I think his folks are from Forest. So that's how I know Nicky. And uh, I, I met him at the, the Lumfan in 10K. Ah. And he broke his finger. And he was like, hi, Kyle, I checked my finger. And it was like, you know, it wasn't the right way. So his wee pinky was <laughs> skew with, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that was a few years ago, but um, but no. Even since then, he's come on a massive leap, leaps and bounds. Uh, you know, when you look at his times that he's running for the marathon now, and even the half and ten k. So, yeah, it's good to see him. And I think he's also part of the Scottish Marathon Project too. Is he? Ah, that yeah. makes sense. There you go, or whatever it's called, Scottish Marathon Project, is it? Yeah, it's called that, isn't it? Yes. It is yeah, called yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. It's, it sounds like something like the the sub two hour project or something. You know. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I think we've kind of we've covered all. I'm just trying to make sure there's no female performances I've missed yesterday from marathons because we've we've kind of jumped straight to the the races. But it was really worth capturing because there were so many so many stellar runs there. So um, yeah, and that's probably it for the marathon season this year. Well, I think from I suppose going from the marathons and, and these top results. Now we we have um, an absolute legend of the sport that we've interviewed this weekend, haven't we? 
We do, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, let's, actually, let's go on to that. That's a good point. So, Mel Edwards is a, you know, most listeners will know Mel as a, you know, a, one of the, you know, true greats of, of, of sort of uh, distance running in Scotland. We are, we're good pals with Miles, his son, who's, who himself is a, you know, he's been on the show. Miles was 1500 meter champion um, for Scotland a few years ago. And, um, yeah, we were, we've been planning to get Miles and Miles on the show for a long time. Now, um, Mel's, Mel's uh, Mel's ill at the moment, and um, which is we're really sorry to hear. But we were we were really delighted that we were able to go and catch up with um, with Mel and Miles uh, in Roxburgh House, the the place where Mel is staying now in Aberdeen, and and really spend spend about an hour actually remin- talking about his results and his some great stories. So, oh, amazing so, stories! Yeah, so it was an absolute pleasure. So um, we'll put here here's the interview. But yeah, thank you, Mel, for coming on, and Miles, it was it was excellent. And yeah, we're um, Best wishes to you, Mel. Okay, so we have Mel Edwards on the show. Thank you very much for um, yeah coming on onto the show, and we also have Tom Bryan here as well, and um, Mel's son Miles Edwards, the the younger equivalent. Yeah, younger yeah, wrestler. Yeah. Now there was the, the before we um, yeah before we get straight into it. There's a picture that um, Tom showed me. And I was sure it was Miles as a child, but it was yourself, Mel. And um, the only difference it was in black and white, so that'll be why it's not. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not Miles. But um, so yeah, thanks for coming on the show, uh, Mel. And yeah, be basically what we want to hear is your story and um, uh-huh. about your running and uh, you know, from when you started to um, you know, and also a little bit about Miles as well. And um, so, and why is Miles called Miles? Uh, no, that's a good point. Uh, well, <laughs> on, a, on a jocular note, when Carrie was pregnant, we expected a girl. And uh, I was in the war there, and I poked a boy. So I went up to Carrie, and I said, uh, well done, Carrie, uh, but we'll have to have a rethink about the name, because she's he is not going to like being called Verity for the rest of his life. <laughs> so she said, oh dear, right, we'll have to have a think. Uh, I said, what about uh, kilometres? That is al- almost divorce. <laughs> and she said, okay, miles. And she had to think about it. Nice. Oh, that's good. And uh, she said, as long as it's got a Y in it, uh-huh. not just M-I-L-E-S. But eventually we agreed on M-Y-L-E-S. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I had no idea why I thought it was going to be a girl. <laughs> <laughs> talk, about, talk about pressure getting into running there. Yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, so that's the reason why Miles was called Miles. Wow. So, you, so, we said, so speaking about getting into running, tell how did you get into running now? Uh, it was my favourite sport at school. Uh, I had a choice, really, of the... Athletics, rugby, or uh, rugby, basically. <laughs> but uh, I didn't like getting thumped at rugby. <laughs> so we uh, into running. Okay. And that continued right through uh, right through the school years. And uh, there was a chap called Colin Preshaw kept beating me uh, in every 400, 800. And uh, 
towards the end of uh, the second grade, uh, I said to the gym teacher, uh, I must try and win the school championship. And uh, he said, uh, how much running are you doing? Yeah. And uh, he said, well, you know what you've got to do, don't you? Because he didn't train at all. I did a bit. Okay. So I just did a bit more running and uh, managed to beat him in the sixth year in the 400 and the 880. Nice. And that was it. That was amazing. That was the start of it. And you were, so 800, 1500, you were a track man? That was 880. 880, okay. Yeah, and because I've got this lovely picture, as I said before, of an 11-year-old Mel Edwards running the 440 yards, and it says, a rare victory over Colin Preshaw. Preshaw. There's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. I think fantastic. it was 51 point something. That's, uh, so that's oh, fantastic. And that's at the, the former Seafield, Robert oh, Borden's okay. playing fields, which is now flat and now houses. Oh. Seafield, okay, so that's where that was. Why? That's, 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 yeah, so that's crazy. So when did you go, so that was, so I guess, um, we're grammar, so grammar school then, Aberdeen Uni next? So Aberdeen Uni, yes. Running there? Six years there. Okay. Uh, uh, lots of races at the uh, King's College. Playing fields right. beside King Street. Uh, I was uh, how many years there? Four. Mm-hmm. Four well, were you track mainly, or did you? When did you start dabbling in track cross country at that stage? Uh, I didn't actually do cross country at uh, university. Okay. No, it was just a uh, track. Okay. So was the track, was that Chris Anderson track as well? The, was that the uh, one? Was that the other one? It was mostly King's College and Seafield. Yeah, okay. Because uh-huh. yeah. they, they had a, a cinder track there, didn't they? It was cinders at yeah. Kingsfield. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what, So when you when you started doing track uh, at, at university, what sort of times were you, were you doing there? What, what was it? Uh, oh, no, let me think. Six. Uh, it's most mostly eight eighty and four forty. Yeah. And I'd been doing about uh, probably two 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 twenty sort of thing for eight hundred. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that was like again, and when you were running, so it was on grass or cinder. Is that is that right? Yeah. And then. What did you wear on your feet? Uh, spikes. Spikes, yeah. Yeah, there was spikes. Yeah. I think for 800, eventually you were down to one... I can't remember the exact thing, but you were down to 155-ish or something, wasn't yeah. it? Converted. At university, yeah. Or maybe, yeah, maybe it was after that. Because I remember always gunning for that time for a number of years. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, uh, yeah. Because actually, when I read it, when I sit when I again, read the, the first 50... It's interesting you talk about the routes that you were running at uni, you know, the sort of you mentioned like up around Balgowney or down the beach and you talk about Hounds of the Baskerville tie style six miler that you did round uh, round uh, Bridge of Don. Bridge of Don, oh yeah, uh-huh. It was the classic routes. Yeah. We've been looking at quite a lot of my dad's older training diaries recently and um, funnily enough when we looked at 1972 when my mum and dad got married on the day of the wedding, it was a, I think it was a five miler. Um, 
when it was a 10 miler actually on the day um, and no mention of the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so the, 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 but a lot of those routes were Richard Dorn and um, <laughs> the golf, I think, down to the end of a golf course somewhere. And yes, yeah, at, at uni. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was uh, out at uh, Beach, Beach Ballroom, out the prom, oh, yeah. across the bridge of Dorn and out yeah. the golf course. The classic. That was the favourite. Those are the classic routes. And what's amazing, those are the same routes that we're all running today. You know, it's obviously like, you know, it's uh, a bit more cars on the road maybe, but it's, uh, that's, yeah. it's amazing to think of that. Yeah. So, so yeah, so when you were you know, at, at university, um, so was that with the University Athletics Club that you mm-hmm. ran with? Yeah. And were you, when did you become a, a member of, of Aberdeen Athletics Club? Uh, oh, what year would that have been? Let's see, I started at Aberdeen Uni at 19... Oh, 1960 until 62, let's think. 60 to 66. 60 to 66. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was doing engineering and it was a six-year course. Okay. okay. Uh, sort of 18 to 24 years old. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, uh-huh. 60... Four, sixty to sixty-four. And actually, when again, I'm, I'm sort of having read up on what you were doing then. Not your know, early sixties. You're running. You're getting running a really a good standard. Not easy. When you talk about your gallbladder removed when you were. Oh you, yes, right. I mean that's uh, that must have taken a hit to the the yes. train. My running improved after I got through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. I guess that's a bit of weight shed there. <laughs> Oh. And another thing that I've read about in the 60s, so this is, so actually we thought we cross country, unbelievable, so what it was about, I find really impressive, 1963, 11th in the British Union's cross country champs in Essex, mm-hmm. that's a sudden result for, for, a, for a British Union's event. Yes, uh huh, 60, trying to, trying to remember the years, eh, uh, who would have been ahead of you then? Do you remember if you were seventh in the British Unis? Do you remember uh-huh. any sort of names that might have been up with you? Long time ago. It is, yeah. Seventy. But what's impressive is it might be sixty-three because it says you've, you've written that it was after only seven weeks of training. I assume because of the the gallbladder removal. Mm-hmm. So eleventh off seven weeks of training is mighty impressive. An Essex, that's a long way to go for a cross-country route. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and then I think, well, that was in, that was 1963. Um, now the Scottish Junior Men's Cross-Country Championships was in 1964. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so tell us a bit about that. Yes, that was, uh, was that my final, final year, 64. Uh, I went to Hamilton Racecourse for the Scottish Championships and uh, I won it. Uh, I beat uh, Ian McCafferty and Lachie Stewart, who later became uh, ooh, pretty, pretty hot runners. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, they're massive names, and anyone who hasn't heard of these guys are. 
well, they're living under a rock in terms of the, the legends of endurance. It'd yeah. be amazing to beat those guys. Um, so that was, uh, yes, yeah, so that was in 1964. Um, and then I think looking at your, your, your sort of around that time as a junior, your, your, your PBs have, have got you one, at the moment they were 880 yards, 156, so that's your equivalent of 155, uh, well, 156 oh, as an 800 meter. Um, mile 414, two miles 914, three miles 1440. Now, what impresses me about those times is it's not just about, like, you're, you're, it's in a cinder trap. And, you know, you haven't got, it, what we've got nowadays in terms of the track, the, the equipment that we wear, like, these times are phenomenal. Like, if you take those times into the present day and what we know about running now, you know, you'd be, your times would just be phenomenal, you know, that's well, it. There was a one-year age difference between Scottish juniors and uh, juniors from other countries. So I won the Scottish junior and then uh, was a year too old for the world junior. Ah. And Ian McCafferty won it. All right. So uh, oh. I wonder what would have happened. Oh. If you were, if you had that extra, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Well, it's like Scotland beating England after they won the World Cup. You know, it's uh, it's uh, the by default that's the junior world champion. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. And actually, what so then when we read about what you're doing at that sort of stage, you talk about there's a bit of a mileage. So eighty to ninety miles a week, it's got you. You're running at that stage, mm-hmm. training with uh, someone you describe as your mentor, Ali Wood. Oh gosh, trained with him almost every day. Oh really. What a character. Oh, really? Oh. What did, what did he go on to run? Was he. Uh... His uh, best marathon was 2.13. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, uh, let's see, 65. I think I was injured in 65 with an Achilles tendon. Uh, so I was out for a year, basically. But. Uh, Let's think, 1965. I think it was 1967. I did the Scottish three miles and uh, I finished second in the Scottish six miles championship behind Larry Stewart okay. and Donald McGregor, oh, yeah. who oh, wow. made the Olympics. Uh, it was third. But uh, yeah, Scotty. Yeah, Lash, Lash, he won that one, and uh, I always remember finishing, and uh, my father was watching just uh, 100 metres round the track for the finish, and it was very hard, McGregor was third, and uh, I jogged over to him and I said, never ever again, and I remember him saying, I bet you do. <laughs> did you? Yeah. <laughs> There's some pretty, uh, pretty interesting stories about Ali Wood as well, isn't there? Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh huh. Sixty-seven. Uh, I did my first marathon uh, at Harlow in Essex. Early in sixty. Is it sixty-seven? Yeah, Harlow was sixty-seven. Yeah, I'd done a lot of three-mile races that year, so it was very sharp, and then. From about July onwards, I built up the mileage, aiming to do a marathon, and uh, 
at the start, I felt that the guys were jogging because I had so much pace from these three miles. Mm -hmm. So I did the uh, 25 miles on my own. <laughs> wow. Ran the whole way on my own. And that was at 218. I think I won by five minutes. Wow. Uh, that was your first marathon? Yeah. So yeah. what age would you have been then? The first marathon at 67? Pardon? What age would you, would you, would you be then? Uh, 24. 24, okay, wow. That's 67. Uh, then my second one was uh, a, a marathon in London called the uh, Poly, Polytechnic. Mm -hmm. That was about when did London Marathon start? It's 40th next year, isn't it? So started at about. 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, and uh, went down the back straight into the finish and I was approaching the line and there was a Japanese runner sitting in the grass <laughs> and a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Kenji Kimahara. And uh, I did uh, two nineteen. Uh, and a few weeks later he finished second in the Olympics. Really? Kimahara. M uh, Mammal World won it. Uh, Mammal World was Ethiopian and uh, he beat Kimahara. But uh, Kenji, I, sh I should have known there was somebody in front of me because there was a massive Japanese supporter. <laughs> <laughs> but he beat me by four minutes. So that was 219. Then uh, I thought about doing Boston. Oh, yeah. It would have been easy to enter uh, in those days, but no mobile phones or anything like that. Yeah. So uh, my third marathon was say uh, July '68, and uh, that was the Olympic trial in Kimberan, and uh, you know obviously first three count uh, and get into the Olympics, which was in Mexico City. And uh, I was running along in seventh place, and my brain was thinking, wait a minute, I have to be in the first three. Ron Hill's in front of me. He's been selected for the 10,000, and they weren't letting anybody do two races because okay. of the stress of altitude at Mexico. Oh, yeah. okay. So I thought, okay, I'm seventh. I'm maybe sixth because of Ron not being allowed to do race two races. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, now, uh, who else was in front of me? Brian Kilby, a former Olympic medalist. And uh, uh, who else was in front? Uh, uh, there was another. Oh no, he was retiring. So I thought, blimey, I'm maybe fifth. I just need two people to drop out. So at 25 miles, Alistair Wood passed me. Never said a word. Really? Train together every day. 
not a word. Really so they were in the middle of the Welsh countryside, not even sheep in the fields. <laughs> and it just went like that. So uh, I finished sixth, uh, sorry, seventh. And uh, he was, uh, he beat me by about 45 seconds and uh, ran up to the finish in seventh place. Didn't, uh, didn't get uh, selected, but uh, he was. Had, so that's interesting about uh, Alistair Wood. Had he gone, had you gone past him at 25 miles, what would you have done? That's a very good point. <laughs> God. I think I might have said you might have spoken when you passed. <laughs> <laughs> so, up to the finish, 40 yeah. se 45 seconds behind him. Uh, it was uh, 2.19. Yeah, it was 2.19. And uh, he was speaking to a bunch of people. And uh, this is incredible. I said, uh, well done. You might have said something to me when you passed. And he says, listen, if anybody from Aberdeen was going to make the Olympics, it was going to be me, not you. <laughs> and went away for a cool down. And one of the guys that he was speaking to said, uh, who's that? I said, my friend. That is ruthless, yeah. What, what a guy. That's, but that's amazing to think that you've got two guys from Aberdeen vying to make an Olympic team. I know. That's amazing, the yes. talent that was up here. Yeah. Well, that, that, let, let's talk about the, the talent in, in the North East. So, you know, you're part of that. There was Alistair Wood. Um, who else did we have? Colin Youngson as well? Yeah. Yeah. Tough runner. Yeah, but, yeah, there was a good bunch of Scots around at the time. Yeah. So my first three marathons were 218, 219, 221. Oh, first three. Uh, fourth and fifth, not great. Uh, I did Enschede in Holland and uh, found it hard. Uh, very flat course, so you got, you got no muscle change at all. Uh, okay. You get a bit of a rest if the muscles have to do hills and that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Manchester was another one. I just... I dropped out of it. I didn't have a, didn't feel good, and uh, I was out. Uh, I dropped out of that one. So that was my marathon career. Except I did New York in nineteen ninety seven when I was fifty five. How, <laughs> how was the return to marathon then? Uh, that was tough. Um, I did at halfway when you go over a bridge down onto First Avenue. Uh, that's a very hard bit of the course. And uh, first time in my life, totally dropped out of energy. Oh, really? Nothing, nothing there. And the uh, slow, slow last uh, 13 miles. But great feeling to finish. Yeah, it was amazing to watch. I was there with Roger Robinson, our, our friend, who's husband, Catherine Switzer. Um, oh, okay. And it was so special to watch because we were able to see that at three different points on the course, just going on the underground, hopping back up with my wee red pom poms and everything. <laughs> yes. Um, but it was a yeah, it was incredible, amazing atmosphere, and um, 
Yeah, so you did really well to finish that. Yeah, just to finish. Yeah. My second half was half an hour slower than my first. Oh. But that uh, made me experience what a marathon can do to you. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and that I think is, and that just puts into perspective the times that you did run the two eighteen, the two nineteen. I mean, that's that was incredible. And as Carl says, in a, a different era as well. Yeah. So talking about the, those times you're running, like I think a lot of listeners will be like, "How on earth did you run a two eighteen in your first marathon?" Oh, well, as I say, it was the pile of uh, three miles at a first pace. Okay. Uh, and a lot of. Uh, first short distance races mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of first track races okay. mm-hmm. and a, a mindset of just uh, total concentration on uh, hard short distance races mm-hmm. and I was totally committed to running just this just uh, always uh, pushing it and training and mm-hmm. making it my the main bit of my life. So what would a long run be for you? Long like runs. A long run, yeah. I, I often did well over two mile runs at the weekend. Mm-hmm. 20 mile, was it? Mm-hmm. Was it 20 mile runs? Yeah. The long runs, uh-huh. yeah. Every weekend. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, when you say short runs... A lot of people are just going to do short races all the time, but they forget that you did the big long runs. Now, the big long runs. How? What pace did you do your those long runs at? There's probably ninety percent effort. Okay. Oh, wow, okay. So that's it's not just an easy it's a solid run. Then. Easy, easy wee twenty miler. It's a a good effort and um, but not eyeballs out. Not a hundred percent effort. So no, ninety. Now, did you do the long runs with people, or did you do them like with just just yourself, or did you? Yeah, it was mostly myself. Yeah, yeah. It, it was almost like, yeah, just going hard and and and, and you the rewards lots, afterwards. And lots of twice a day sessions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the volume, I think you touched on it before. You were around about at university. You were in about the eighty mile mark. And um, did you go any higher than the? Eight miles a week. Uh, it was a, a lot of miles at a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. When we've been looking through the training diaries recently, yeah. there are, there's a number of weeks that are a <laughs> hundred. And what was the highest you ever went up to? Oh, 120. Yeah. Oof. One of the most striking things for me, other than the wedding not being mentioned in the training diary, yeah. on the, on the wedding <laughs> day, um, was just. The, the time you were going to bed you know the, the, his diaries are in so much detail oh, really? you know, oh, I wow. think a lot of me included can, can learn from that yeah, yeah. Like a lot of 9 o'clock 10 o'clock bedtimes yeah. and you know you were, you've were been getting decent recovery along with that yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of faster work but then mileage on top of it as well yeah and also um, you know when you're doing all this volume and all this training that's a lot of that's a lot of work and a lot of effort in, in, in terms of work were you training were you working were you working were you studying were you uh, it was a desk job yeah okay so uh, no physical expenditure yeah 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 so that helped how did you manage to do your that there was a day wasn't there when you did was it five times five miles mm-hmm. in the day mm-hmm. was that when you were studying maybe uh, no I was working at 
University of Southampton. Ah, okay. At my peak. Yeah. So you were doing a hundred mile weeks and you were working essentially full time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that's incredible. And, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people find it difficult to to fit it all in. Um, so what would you say the secret is to fitting all that in? Mm-hmm. What do you, what would you say it would be? Would it be like uh, yeah, like the scheduling, like being like so fo- like you said focused you know you're, you're focused on mm-hmm. exactly what you've got to do like did you have to stick by a schedule or did you like plan your sessions for the week and yeah yeah and there was a uh, the work didn't interfere with the running yeah at all i was uh, not expending any energy at all yeah other than the, the training i think you often said as well was there not a quote from um maybe Peter Riley or someone like that where they'd said that some people don't know there's two four o'clocks in the day you know and so huh. you were getting up pretty early I think at times yeah. <laughs> good quote yeah to get the morning runs in yeah. mm-hmm. that's interesting too because um, yeah I've just started finding I've had to get you know with Logan being born I've had to get up really early to to do anything now and because I don't get a chance later on mm-hmm. um, so obviously when Miles was born this is another dynamic that maybe we don't speak about. How was the training when this we 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 Peter came came on on board? Yeah, well that made a difference when you have a family. Yeah, I think probably the telling thing um, there is that on the day I was or just after I'd been born, before going home for the first time, you took me past the Henderson cross country. En route to home from the hospital. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, although although you see it's uh, things changed, it probably I think I just integrated into that yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. pattern. <laughs> we talked about the Olympics being you know that trial being a, a near miss. Well, one thing I did notice is you ran the World Cross Country Champs. Mm-hmm. That was the year after I oh no sorry the year of my win in the junior. Oh, okay, so that's going back. Just a few weeks after okay. the Scottish. Wow, and so, what was that experience like? Uh, hard, I was about 50th. Oh, wow. But almost a rude 60th. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yes. <laughs> that's brilliant. And um, that was in, that was in uh, Dublin? It was. Yeah. You're well travelled, you're well travelled as a racer then. Uh, you're all over the place. Yeah, a bit. Uh huh. Not as much uh, cross country wise as now. Okay. As, as then. Mm-hmm. I think probably you travelled to some interesting places with mum as well, didn't you? With Sears and all, and when you were in more into hill running. Oh, that was into hill running. So I, so that's something actually. I was. I'll be honest. I didn't realise your background in hill running. I was saying before. You know, I knew the Larry Bruce story, but. Yeah, Sierra's and I was reading about That's a, mm-hmm. when, when did the hill running years start? Uh, it would have been about 1970-ish. Uh, I got a thigh muscle injury, which uh, stopped me running on the roads, basically. Uh, it was very uncomfortable and unmanageable on the roads. Uh, but, funnily enough, I found that the action on the hills wasn't nearly as bad. So I got into hill running uh, from about 72 onwards. 
and uh, found I could do things like a Kilgorm Hill race, no yeah. problem. And uh, that was me as a hill runner. <laughs> I got right into the Cairngorm Hill race. Okay. So was that was that just yeah? Was that a long one or a shortish? Uh, that's shortish, I think. Yeah. Just over an hour. Okay. But there uh, was a guy Brian Finlayson from Loch Harbour. He used to keep beating me, and I think I finished second to him. Oh, at least four times. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, well, um, there's a great, there's a great quote of yours here. It says, "For the past four years, I had come second in Cairngorm and was getting fed up having a big lead at the summit and then getting passed." Yeah, <laughs> I, that's another thing. Uh, the downhill is vital, and uh, I didn't quite master the the downhill sections, but strong going up. Yeah. I think a lot of the holidays with Mum around that time were centred around running as well, weren't they, Mum? with you to a lot of the races in oh, Switzerland. Okay. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talk yeah. about the years in our race and how, how was that? Was that, was, yeah. That's been going on for years, that. I think, I think I did about, did about four of them. Yeah. Okay. Three or four years and all. Uh, and it was more varied terrain. It's uphill only as well, isn't it? U- uphill only from start point to point yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Okay. so and what about the Larry Crew was that the same race that's on now yes yeah. okay. that, uh, that was funny I did the first one and uh, Eddie Campbell who was a, a famed hill runner lots of people had said you should organise a race through the Larry uh, so we uh, no, I didn't organise it, he did. And uh, I remember the first race, there was 13 of us, and uh, he said, right, uh, this is uh, Bremar Police Station, and we're going to run to Aviemore Police Station through the Larig. Uh, thanks for turning up, guys. Ready? Go. Here's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of marshal, what about water? And that. <laughs> that was it. And so. uh, I finished second in that one. Oh, wow. Uh, Donald, the great Donald Ritchie broke his foot in the boulder, sheet, oh. boulder field and had to be transported out somewhere. But uh, a guy, Larry Pratt from Sunderland, who just passed away last year, beat me uh, by a minute. That was Larry, who I think when we were on a family holiday to Singapore, we were in Raffles, you know, the place yeah. where you go for famous Singapore slang, and in walks Larry Pratt. Is it Bell Edwards? Small world. That's crazy. It's, uh, it's much more popular now. Yeah, it sure is. So, <clears throat> kind of going into the, the Larry Green now, Don Ritchie, you know, a, a legend of the sport as well. Um, in terms of you know, he was an ultra runner, you know, doing a lot of the ultras and marathons as well. And did you ever do any other ultra runs, ultra races? Um, no, it's it's actually twenty six miles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose it's just ending over twenty six miles, isn't it? It's, uh, did you uh, talking about? Did you not do the Land's End to John the Groats thing? He 
Yes, I think he did that. Yeah, I thought you did it. Did you do it as a relay? Yeah, did you not do it as a... Oh, well, Aberdeen Athletic Club yeah. did well. Yeah. Did you not have the... I listened to you guys, the relay had the record on the... I mean, Fraser Kleinmans told us about the... Uh, it sounds the incredible record. the way you ran that. Mm-hmm. How many of you were there? Six or seven? In the relay? Oh, I think so. That's, that's incredible. I think you still, still have the record. You still, still have, have the record, yeah. I don't know who else would beat that. Yeah, maybe like, run on roads like that these days. It'd be far too busy yeah. to run. <laughs> but this, the, the athletes and that, you, Don Ritchie, Fraser Klein, who else would have been? I don't know who, but I remember seeing Colin Youngson, you see him, maybe? Um, but it looked amazing the field. Like, he was amazing. Yeah. Best in the world at one point. And I think he's still got the 100 kilometres road record. Yeah. yeah he, he does. It's uh, 6 11. It's it works out, I think, at 5.59 pace for 100k. I mean, I was 6.40 per mile for for mine. (laughs) That's 40 seconds per mile is taken. So on on the subject of these longer races, the other other race I see coming up a lot is the Three Peaks. Three Peaks? Three Peaks, yeah. Oh, yes, uh uh-huh. and the four peaks as well. Yeah. Was the four peaks the the Cairngorm? Was that the one Cairngorm four thousands or? Oh yeah, the four Cairngorm four thousands. Maybe I'm getting muddled up. No, I caught that actually. Yeah, because in fact I was doing that. Yeah, Eric Beard. He he organised the four thousands. Eric Beard. uh, He broke the. No, he set, oh, he set the, the record. record. He set the oh, record. Okay. And I got it about four years after. Uh, you said you got it. You took seven minutes off it. Aye. <laughs> and it's been beaten a few times since. Okay. Yeah. So was that that you, do you think that you fall in love with hill running at that stage? Because oh, yeah. there seems to be a lot of it. Uh-huh. I guess being around here, so many, so many great hill races around here. Mm-hmm. I noticed that, that, I mean, did you, you must have, you were involved in Sculpty early on? Oh yes, I organised it. Nice, the oh. first one. Oh, brilliant! It's a funny story. Uh, no uh, females uh, applied, and uh, I didn't have female prizes because there was no females. And then one year, Barbara Murray turned up, and uh, I thought, oh, must have female prizes next year. <laughs> so I did, and uh, I think she won it again. And then Liz McCollum turned up. And Barbara beat her, and there was only one medal. <laughs> my wife, Liz McCollum, was there, and she finished second. <laughs> no medal. One, me- one medal. And uh, I remember she went up to my wife and said, Is that all the prizes? <laughs> Mum didn't argue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. That's funny. So, yeah, so you. you so, you know, I, I think. What you're saying when you got to hill running, you had less injuries, and um, you find it was just far more beneficial for your body. Yes, I didn't get injured. Yeah, it's funny though because people would be like, "Oh, you're like thrashing up heather and all this rough terrain, and then you're, you know, coming, you know, tumbling down these hills." You'd think uh, you'd get more injured. You know? Yeah. 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 So, so I suppose it would be the strength of of running the hills and things like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, 
thoroughly enjoyed my running career. Yeah. <laughs> and and what would be the highlight? Is there pick one highlight? What would it be? The the Harlow Marathon. Okay. Two eighteen. Nice. I think, just ahead of. Uh, Scottish Junior. Okay. Cool. What would be your 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 low your your low light? Hmm. Difficult to say. Maybe dropping out of the Manchester Marathon. Yeah. Mm. The, the highlight. Well, the sorry, the low light. The uh, and the Harlow Marathon is that still run now? Yeah. It is okay. And of all things, there's a guy Tony Maxwell arranges a uh, a reunion in London of older runners. Uh-huh. And uh, the organiser of Harlow is a guy called uh, Tom Drady. And uh, he's a runner as well as an organiser. And he was at one of these reunions. Oh, wow. I met him for the first time because you know, don't, you don't really meet yeah. a race organiser. So I met him about four years ago for the first time. Oh, that's cool. Right. He still runs and still organises it. Oh, the same way. Well, there you go, Miles. That's the... Which month is it? <laughs> <laughs> October. Too close. <laughs> nice. Too close to New York. Yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. Well, they're on the list anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's a small world. Well, sort of from your career to, to, to you know, your running career, I mean, you, you've always you've been heavily involved in the sport from, you know, organising to, to coaching, inspiring other athletes. Now, your son... You know, albeit he's he's not ju- quite the legend that you are just yet. <laughs> <laughs> T- tell us about you know why how you got miles into the sport and. I think we were in athletic club. Yeah. Mhm. Down at Sports Village Track. Yeah. Great days. Yeah. I think the I always remember just loving athletics. You know, you watched my dad running, and you you kind of want to do what he's doing, and it just I loved fun runs. I think there's a picture of me somewhere in the house, isn't there? About a fun run down at Chris Anderson Stadium with a, a medal in one hand, Mars bar in the other, and, and just nice. yeah, really fond memories. And there's some... a photo there behind you, uh, in the in the middle oh, yeah. at the bottle bottom. And, uh, that's miles in Jersey. I just done a five thousand race, and that's uh, miles at the age of two. <laughs> running beside me. Excellent. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I think I'm in the club as well. You know, for me, I had a great setup with lots of brilliant coaches back then. You know, at Norman Benzie and Duncan Cummings, um, Ian Maitland. You know, more recently as well. And I always, yeah, I loved going down to the track and may not have, uh, may not have always trained with the the sort of main group at the track, but I loved, I loved going down. You know, trying to trying to make my dad proud. I guess. And, yeah. Nice. Yeah, just enjoying every moment. And did you enjoy that? I mean, as a, someone who's a former runner, did that you, you enjoy being up back in the or really in the club setup with your son coming into it? That must have been really oh, nice. Oh, it's good. But I'm sure that was you were right too. I think that was 1991. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think you you know when you when I sort of tell the story of what just after I was born, you know, going past a cross country race, you think. Hmm. Maybe pushy parents, but you know, I never felt I never felt pushed into it. I was yeah. always just encouraged, and you know, even through my uni days as well, when probably there was a little bit more partying than training going yeah. on. You know, you, you and you know, mum as well. But neither of you 
kind of were pushing me to go back into running and kind of let me do my yeah. own thing and you know I'm really glad that I did go back into it and not yeah. um, continue a life of partying <laughs> you know it's, I think it's yeah, it makes such a difference yeah the yeah. balance is needed but I think it's it just makes such a difference when you're encouraged and you're you know you're not forced into anything yeah. you just follow what you enjoy and you know it's uh, yeah, I'm sure, sure you could do a good marathon give it a bash yeah mm-hmm. next year sure. hopefully yeah oh that would be awesome it must be inspiring as well you know having your your dad uh, you know looking up to what you've achieved and uh, you know work trying to work and you know when you went past one of his, his 800 meter time you must have been there <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that must be really good just to have someone like that just to it's always know. targets yeah it's yeah. not that I, you know it's not that I'm saying I have to beat my dad yeah, but, you yeah, know, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. I'm proud of those times that he ran and um, I think the only ones I have beaten are the 400 the 800 and the 1500 yeah. the 3k I didn't maybe close-ish to yeah. um, I think I'm still Eight seconds off that, or something like that. But well, yeah, that looks like he doesn't quite know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> he knows, he knows <laughs> the seconds and the split within the second as well. I'm sure it would take me a lot longer to count how far I'm off his bike. So, so what? So what? Um, Mel, Mel, what would you? What advice would you give you know runners in this era and, and looking to try and beat their personal best or uh, complete a marathon like what would be your your number one advice that you would, you would give them it's a total concentration on uh, getting your personal best okay yeah yeah give it everything you've got yeah uh, plan it out uh, in relation to your work mm-hmm. I think you've you know you've said things over the years where and it does relate back to that total concentration that even on a, a much smaller level, if you're in the kitchen and you're thinking about eating a biscuit, you, you know, my dad always said, is that going to make you quicker? And he didn't say that to me, but he, that's the sort of yeah. advice you were giving to people that, you know, if you can make those small sacrifices, yeah. they all add up and, oh, yeah. and become total concentration. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The, the term comes to mind, aggregation of marginal gains. Mm. Just yeah. uh, every small thing... Uh, to make yourself better, but uh, certainly concentration on getting your life in order. Mm, focused to running, yeah. That's the absolutely. So I think before we uh, finish up and let you go, we can't let you go without some fart-like questions. <laughs> so I so I suggest if we'll just go, we'll just we can do we'll do four each back and forward, shall we? So we will ask you a question, and you just got to give us an answer. The first thing that comes to mind. So, so for example, start off pre-race meal. Oh, a good while before the event. Okay. What would you choose as your pre-race meal? What would you tend to have had? Oh, not a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe okay. pasta or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but you get to know yourself what works and what, what doesn't. Works, yeah. 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 We usually get porridge, but you get the occasional. There was someone came on and said uh, something bonkers, like it was like a banana sandwich or something. Which I guess makes sense. Yeah. Carbs and bananas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Potassium and all that. Yeah. All the electrolytes. 10k or hill running? Hill running. Hill running. Who is your running hero? Oh, good one. So many. <laughs> <laughs> 
more like interval questions rather than yeah. <laughs> more, more recoveries. <laughs> yeah. Herb Elliot and people like that, maybe that you. Yes, Herb Elliot. Herb Elliot. Nice. That's a new answer. Nice. Yeah, for me, Herb Elliot, you you met so many amazing runners, like because you're so good. You know, I mean, I get to see Tom Dry, and that's it. You know, um, that's why you're not very good. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was like the, like yeah, the biggest like famous runner that you ever met or you'd say you're like wow I met that person did you ever get starstruck by any of you Dave Moorcroft yeah okay yeah world record holder mm -hmm. yeah we've been lucky enough to spend a bit of time with Dave Moorcroft in recent years and yeah. mm -hmm. I think for both of us it's, it's incredible just how how down to earth someone like the, the worst, or he is you know yeah. Um, considering what he's achieved and what he's still achieving, you know, to park run in different, oh, yeah. different initiatives. Yeah. He's an incredible guy yeah. on and off the track. Mm -hmm. um, what about your favourite shoes? Sure. What, what was your shoes of your running shoe of choice? Shoe. 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 Yeah. Shoe. Yeah. Oh, I think that's Gazelle. Mm, nice. What about trendy shoe these days? Yeah, well, I was going to say. I like it. <laughs> I've never seen you looking that trendy. Here's one for you then. Um, Aberdeen AAC, Aberdeen University, or Thames Valley Harriers? What's your favourite club? Favourite club? Aberdeen AAC. Nice. Club man, I like it. Nice. What was your favourite music? Did you ever listen to music or like, was there anything that pumped you up before a race or? Was it? <laughs> I would guess more recently. It's probably just you know in the last twenty years, isn't it, that you've listened to music more classical music and yes, Andre Rio, Tchaikovsky. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I only know these things through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it would be uh, Dostoevsky's Second Waltz. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. Really like it. Very good. Excellent. Well, Mel, thank you so much. It's been a. It's That's been, my pleasure. Oh, it's been our pleasure. It's been it's, our pleasure yeah. We could sit and chat to you all day yeah. about running. It's uh, so <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um, the memory slips a wee bit, but uh, I think I've got most of it there. Hey, so yeah, it was a fantastic interview. Um, and yeah, all the best, Mel. And yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, um, yeah, hopefully the listeners will enjoy the interview as much as we did. Right, so we haven't talked about what we're up to. Because we're not uh, doing much, that's right. <laughs> so, well, I've got nothing to talk about. I've just got a, a week left quad, which I'm making stronger now. What about you? What's uh, What's been going on? Have you been doing any running? Because your Strava would say otherwise. I've been doing absolutely... you're not. No, there is. Yeah, I, I did say I'd upload it, but I, I've got a little mini rant for uh, for for, uh, for for GPS watches in general. So now maybe not all GPS watches, but why are they so unpredictable when it comes to going out for a run? So I went out for a run on Sunday, i.e., when half the 10k or, or the last 10k of the Frankfurt Marathon was on, and I was running, going right. I've I've I'm looking at my watch, right, it's it's not going to last for an hour and a half. So I put on power saving mode. I put on power saving mode. 
and I get home and I asked Debbie how long how long have you and I was running going that's definitely not a nine minute mile I'm running a lot faster than nine minute miles right now so I get home and I thought right I've done 10 miles one and a half hours pretty slow asked Debbie what time she she or how how long she ran she ran for 11 and a half miles so it's a mile and a half discrepancy there. Now that's that's no right. Yeah, you know, a, no. a GPS watch shouldn't do that. Even on power saving mode, it shouldn't do that. No. So I was a little bit, I was a little bit miffed in my my watch there. But anyway, that I have annoying. got some stuff. I just haven't Bluetoothed it to my phone yet, so I'll have to figure that out. Um, but in terms of actual sessions, I've been trying to get a little bit faster. I think I did mention this, and I see you've put in the notes uh, goals. And yeah, what's well, the next what, goal? So, uh, what, what is the next race you're going to do that you're going to take seriously? Is what I'm interested to hear. I think, good question. So, I think I'd like to do some sort of fast uh, 5k or maybe 10k, possibly half, something fast at the end of the year. Nice. Um, not going to do anything like in, in England or, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a, I suppose there's a wee chance of the good old Tilly 10k perhaps. If, uh, yeah. But, you know, something that's, got a potential to, to run fast. Now, I don't expect to be running PBs, but I do expect to be getting quite close to, not close, quite close to them. Just, you know, as I would say within a minute would be would be good for in terms of the 10K. Um, yeah. I have got a week 5K anyway. Um, so, I mean, there's... What's there's your a, 5K? It's, 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 it's basically half my 10K time. So it's 15.23. Oof, that is, that's, uh, that's a bit soft, yeah. So it's, it's, it's exactly half my 10K but um, so I, I think I could maybe review that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 doing a lot of training that's suggesting that I'm I'm going to try and get back down to where I was in terms of those types of uh, looking back on training I was doing before. Um, and uh, I'm I, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm quite motivated to to be running. I, I did a, a prime example was last Wednesday. I went out and did a. Uh, eight by a K uh, Hazelhead track, and mm-hmm. uh, where a couple of the the uh, Fraser Gormley, who who's you know in fine form at the moment, improving his half marathon times. He's doing Valencia later. I think he'll run under two two hours fifty. So nice. three or six to two hours. Hopefully, well, he ran a two fifty four. Um, so I expect him to be running well. He did a one eighteen. What's, what's his half? One eighteen. Um, he was nice. running about one. 28 a year ago, so he's he's coming. Yeah, he's coming uh, coming along pretty well. But give, yeah, me his, give me his email address. So my final act is captain. We need to recruit him. That I'll, I'll, I'm seeing him tomorrow morning, so I'll maybe chat to him then and get him signed up. Eh? Nice. How's that sound? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Two fifty. Welcome on board. <laughs> join the train. <laughs> join the jo- join the metro train. Eh? Um, so yeah, so I, the, the kilometer reps I did were 308. I know it's times and stuff, and times are, you know, it can mean anything because it was only a training session. But I was really happy to be running about 308 for the each of the kilometers. The nice, six, that's six moving me. Um, so that surprised me a lot. Like, so I have still got the speed there, and um, I just need to make it a little bit more consistent, you know, and mm-hmm. make it feel. I mean, I, I, I must say it was quite hard. I, I felt a little bit tired afterwards, but. Um, but you know, you've got to to train hard to to make the, those those sessions feel a lot easier at those paces. So mm-hmm. I think it'll it'll come together quite soon, um, in time to get a little bit more speed back for the end of the year, and uh, and then later transfer that on to um, the marathon distance. And 
uh, focus on on London. I think I think that'll be the the one that I'm really really wanting to get a quick time and get a PB and um and I, I, I you know I'm now, I think I'm inspired as well by seeing everyone do so well as well and I think we all probably are when we see you look at the times that Derek Hawkins ran um, Steph Twell uh, you know Kenny Wilson even the, your your guys like Jack Arnold running two twenty eight. I think that's you know when you yeah. when I when I ran with Jack. He didn't really run, and I've said I've said this before. He he did CrossFit and did a bit of running, and and uh, to see him, you know, we rewind back the clock, and I he said I'm going to run a two twenty eight. He would he would he would chuckle a wee bit, you know. So it's uh, it's impressive to see guys like that doing so well, and um, you know, achieving those goals and stuff. So so that's my goals, Tom. And then later after the the London Marathon is going to be a stepping stone to try and get a fast hundred k time as well. Now okay. uh, I'm not sure how that where that'll be, and uh, you know, there's a British hundred k champs. Um, possibly might have a wedding that day. It's one of our closest uh, friends, so I might have to try and find another fast hundred k somewhere mm. on the road. So if anyone knows any fast hundred k's on the road that doesn't impact on London, please let me know. I'm willing to travel for it. Nice. What about you? What's what 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 have you got lined Oof. up then? Well, cover. to be honest, once I recover, I would like to run the East Districts uh, cross-country at the end of the year. I'm kind of now in the place. I want to run it in any shape. I want to get fit so I can run a hard effort, whatever comes. You know, it's, it's a club race. Um, I wouldn't... We'll see how quickly I can get back. I wouldn't mind running a 10K in December. If not, yeah, it's going to be a, a half in... March and then London and a half. I'm not sure what. Quite fancy big half. The you big know, half. The big half. Yes, yeah, it means a second trip to London, but it's not that hard to get to, though. Eh? No, it's not actually it's not, a big it's half. Not and, quite away, and you're there. Exactly. So the big half, got friends we can stay with. So it's actually not too much. The big half is not that much more difficult to do for me than the Inverness half. So um, we'll see. Plus British champs. So it'd be nice to get a metro. A metro team to go down for that. I'm not. We will not compete at all. But it'll be nice to. It's always nice to represent these things. Um, yeah, that's it. So I mean, I need to. As I said I had a good session of the physio last week. Uh, it turns out. So I did. I'm a numbers guy. So I really enjoyed this with James, where he measured the force output by like my quads, my hamstring, my hips, and my left quad is 50% weaker than my right quad. Oh man, which is 50. Quite 50. So it's a, so it's really. It's not doing. It's not coming to the party. So I need to. I'm going to be doing a lot of single leg stuff to on the left leg to try and get that quad strengthened. I've been doing a lot since Friday, and I sent James a message on Saturday, panicking because I'm cramping up as I'm walking downstairs on the quad. And his advice was that if it's cramping, it's fatigued. So we're we're getting to it. It's working now. So so that's good. Um, I'm going to try and get on the turbo one night, a couple of nights this week. I'm away with work, which is a bit of a pain, but. I'll try and get onto the turbo. I'll try and get a swim in as well. And my knee's still sore on things like stairs. So, but once it stops being sore, I'll try and get a couple of easy runs in and just very slowly um, ease back into it. So, yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of. I'm, I'm just trying to keep this motivation high. I'm also gonna. I was thinking I'm gonna also take advantage of this couple of weeks of being a bit uh, less. Well, of having time in my hands, so I'm not running and actually do some core work, some upper body work, and just try and get. You know, it's stuff that I neglect, so now's a decent time to try and get ripped. Yes. Now, do you think, do you feel yourself getting 
back to normal then? Do you, do you feel that there's progress of your leg? Yeah, I mean, you know, this time last week it was I could feel it all the time running, all the time walking. That now I can only feel it on stairs and some very specific movements. So it is definitely getting better. And James did comment on Friday when I lay down, you could see, like he said, straight away it's puffy. Like you can see, it's it's you know it's definitely got some fluid in there. So uh, we'll just let it settle down. I mean, I was reading an article about how rice is no longer recommended. This whole you know it's all about just let the body do its thing. Let it settle down, so the sort of rest, ice, compression, uh, elevate. It's it's all about just letting it do its thing. So um, that'll be what we do. Ho- I'm hoping it will settle down. It's feeling better now, and uh, yeah. So that's where we're at. So a bit more positive than last week, and you know, I need to I need to put this to bed once and for all. This is the third time I've had this knee issue. One thing that James made a point of saying, which is really interesting, is this is the third time that I've been injured on or just after a taper. So. There's maybe something in how I'm tapering to look at. So that's something I need to have a think about. Maybe I'll chat with Robbie about that and see how how the taper's looking. Maybe maybe go steeper or less steep. I don't know, but there's something I'm not doing or I'm maybe dropping off the pace too much. I don't know. I, need to, um, I, I haven't done any looking at it, but I do yeah, need to look at it. There's a lot of, a lot of discussion about the, the, the duration of your taper, whether it should be a... People have short tapers, longer tapers. For me, I, I enjoy a, a short shortish taper I think so I think you can maybe yeah, I just find you know it's too too long and I'm, I'm feeling a little bit rusty and yeah so now nah, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of the short taper and I say short I don't mean like a couple of days I mean you know a, a, a week or a week a and week a half day. 10 days and not just no running I think maybe before people think ah, I just step off the gas completely hardly do any running which is okay if you've got an issue, you know, you think you're going to get injured or you have an injury and you just want time to heal it. But, um, yeah, it's it's, very, it's difficult to know, you know, there's no there's no um, algorithm when it comes to the best taper. Uh, everyone tapers differently. So, yeah, who knows? Mm. Well. So we'll see. So that that's where I'm at. Um, I think we could probably move on to results one thing we so we had a bit of a chat about the big results in terms of we're tracking weekend but what we haven't talked about yet is the scottish national cross country champs the national relay cross country champs relays, yes yeah. yes it's uh, not not quite just not quite the the cross country champs just yet a uh, but the relays so yeah we had uh, i think we, you were you were bang on with the predictions tom the metro train the, the metro train the <laughs> Pardon, pardon, Central Belters. The Central AC Yellow Train proved another hit in terms of the, yeah, a win, a win for the. So is that not the? That's not the tenth win in the row, is it? That's the National Cross Country Champ. Aye, that's the national. In fact, yeah. I saw Andy Butcher put up a cheeky video on Instagram, and he was driving past. It was you could tell he was driving past uh, Falkirk. You could see the course and everything, and he just put up the text ten in a row question mark. So <laughs> I wonder if I imagine that's his. Uh, his indication that he's going to have a run on it, which is cool. But yeah, ten, he is. I think, so I think he's uh, indicated he is. He is doing it. I think. Well, so we had. So you're right. I mean, if he is indicating, because what was interesting we saw is, is uh, I don't want to say nemesis because they're not. I think they're on very good terms. But we saw Calm Hawkins turning out in the Kilmarnock, who was second yeah. at the relays. Wow. I, I, yeah. So se- second team now. For it's so short after the marathon, I would imagine he hasn't done much training at all, and he's, you know he's still well up there. And 
you know, let's let's take away individual times because that's not what the the relays are about. It's about doing as well. It is a bit times, I suppose, but as running as fast as you can per lap. So I've just, but uh, no, it's. It was, I think in terms of the top three, we had Central AC, Kilbarkin, uh, and Inverclyde taking third place. I right. think I've got yeah, that's right. And I've got to say, they've seen some videos on social media. Big kudos to Ali Hay who uh, had to hold off a charge in Calvin Hawkins and actually, um, you know, ran essentially the same time. I mean, 12.19 to Hawkins 12.13. So, um, yeah, really, uh, really cool to see the Central guys run that. And actually, that's a stacked team. I mean, is it Cameron Milne, Conor McCockey, Ali Hay and Jamie Crow? I mean, that's, that's a serious four there. There's some top runners in there. You know, you look at just the, the depth of, of runners in that field. It's, it is incredible to see. Um so yeah, I mean you've you, you've Jamie Crow. I think he had the fastest leg, did he? Uh, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Do you know what? it was? Uh, it was uh, Johnny Glenn. Johnny who Glenn. Ran, I don't have the time to mind, but he ran something outrageous. Uh, he was in yeah twelve fifty one. No, sorry, eleven forty nine. He ran. Jesus. So right. ten seconds quicker than Jamie Crow. Unbe- really impressive. So those two are, you know, both them under twelve minutes. That's really really shifting. I mean that was a 4K, isn't it? So I mean it's it's not exactly 4K, probably it's on grass, but Jesus, that's a fast time. Yeah, really fast. When you look at the guys behind. Oh, exactly. Who they're putting, and that also Jamie Crow did that in the last leg. I mean that's a. I guess you're still racing there, but it's, it's yeah. not quite the same as the first leg. Um, on the women's side, it was a win for the Edinburgh Hare and Hounds. Uh, that was uh, R. Johnson. C. Nankerville, E. Jaffrey, H. Page. Apologies for having the first names there. That's all Scottish legs have given us, and I don't know who they are. Um, second place, Edinburgh AC, uh, L. Wilson, L. Stoddard, H. Cameron, and R. Frake. And third place, Giffnick North AC, R. Mowat, Y. McNairn, K. Brown, and E. Wallace. Aaron Wallace. Aaron Wallace, there you go. You know yeah. one of them. There we go. I knew. I didn't. I didn't really listen. <laughs> um, so the top, really cool. yeah, the top top three masters teams were Castorfin, uh, Cambus Lang, in Edinburgh AC. Women wise, we had for the masters women races, we had Bell Houston Roadrunners. Good result for them. Kilbarkin again, and Edinburgh AC for the third. So there you go. Nice. That's. So that the, the it was in Cumbernauld and and they've they've had the race there many a time now. Is have you been to Cumbernauld and raced there before? I have. This is the first time in many years that I've not been down. I didn't run last year because I was uh, I would I was like a week after Frankfurt, but I went I travelled down and um, yeah, I, it's a great day out for me. One, it's second only to the National Cross as a, in terms of a day out. Uh, so really good event, and yeah, I'm really I was glad I couldn't run that. So. Yeah, next year I'll be back for sure. The other results. So this week we talked about, this is a rant last week, the East District champs, which we were a bit annoyed. The half marathon champs clashed with the same weekend. But kudos to a few of the boys who have actually gone out and done both. So it was a win for Ian Harding, who is unattached and won 10-18. I'm not sure if he did the uh, really champs. But second place, someone who did do the champs was... Cameron Strachan, Metro Aberdeen, in 71-14. He actually ran the, the relays and this, so big kudos to him. Third place, Daryl Hasty, Gala, 111-18, just behind Cameron, and that's quite tight. Um, and uh, in third place, and in fourth place, our man, 
at Ben Ward Run Beer, who also took the bronze for these district champs in 112.17. He also ran on Saturday. So kudos to you guys for, for getting out and doing both. Um, on the women's side, it was a win for Polly Keane, Nuneaton Harriers in 121.52, and second place Judith Nutt, Elsick Harriers, 126.16, third place Gillian Gordon, 129.47. Wow, that's uh, I've never done that race before, the the half there. What I would like mm-hmm. to do, but now kudos to to Cameron there and Ben. Ben, I don't know if we mentioned last week. Ben got a massive PB in the the, the River Ness 10K, didn't he? He did. Sorry, yeah. I think sorry. we did mention it. Yeah. Did we? Oh well, sorry yeah. Ben for making your head even bigger than it is. Um, <laughs> he's in great. So, he's in great shape at the minute. He, he, he is. Like as well. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, great. I think our team team prize as well. Um, for, for not team prizes, but the Metro team is just getting stronger and stronger. I think it's, it's exciting for the rest of the season and the road season for next year. What we can do as a team, I think it'll be impre- exciting times. Um, so what else do we have, Tom? We had the we had the Mila Buchel Hill race. Have you ever heard of this one before? I, I've heard of it, but I'm glad you pronounced it. Mila Buchel, I think that's how you pronounce it. So it's uh, it's at the Badagueish Outdoor Centre. It starts there um, near Aviemore, and uh, it was a new record, a new record. It's, it's also the, the reason I want to say this, uh, mention this race is part of the uh, the Scottish Hill Running uh, Championship League counter, and I think this is the last one, and then they have their annual do um, after the race. So yeah, we had our man Finley Wild uh, wins. Wins the race in God, uh, one one hour on the dot. So uh, yeah, great result for Finlay. Um, and second place we had James Espy. Now I'm trying to get the results here. They're not loading up somehow. Uh, just bear with me. I'll try and get them. And we uh, I think in third place we had Rob Sinclair. So that's um, yeah, that's that's the the, the the senior side, the senior male side. Um, we had Caroline Morick, who was the first lady, um, and in the second in second place, Catherine McPhail. No, no, yeah, Katrina Morrison was in second place, and Catherine McPhail was in third place. So yeah, well done to the the runners in that race. It was over 250 runners taking part, so a fair, a big turnout, eh? Aye. We had uh, Mark Austin as well. Um, I think Mark Austin is the Commonwealth Games triathlete. So he was also running. And I could be completely wrong, but I'm sure it's a Mark Austin that uh, used to take part in, or, or, or is a triathlete. And, and certainly he's a fast 10K runner too. But who knows? But he was in 11th place. So, uh, yeah, some good times. Pretty impressed by James's uh, second place there. But Finley Wild was two, just over two minutes ahead of everyone else. We've actually got Finley lined up on the show later on, so yeah, cool. uh, that'll be a good interview. That'll be yeah. really good. Yeah, be, I think a lot of people will be quite keen to hear from him. Cool. So moving away from the hills, one final result we want to put out there is uh, a friend of the show, Old Man Dave, was in action. It was the World Twenty Four Hour Champs, and uh, we just want to give a shout out. There was a uh, you know guys like James Stewart were running in the World Championship race, and we'll, we'll come to those results. But um, Dave, second in the open race. Unbelievable. Incredible result. Uh, what, a, what a distance to run, eh? Absolutely. I mean, I I, I knew, I obviously, I, I know we know Dave well, I worked with Dave, and Dave was, was really up for it. But Dave, you know, 
absolutely delivered. 235 kilometers. Unbelievable. It's a hell of a performance. That's incredible. Now, uh, yeah, a real race on his hands as well. I think he, he, got, he was in a real tussle for that second place. I, I think, did he not go past him? And then uh, Dave was like, nah, I'm not having this. And his yeah. Irish accent, and, and off <laughs> he went, you know. So, uh, yeah, uh, awesome kudos to, uh, big kudos to, to Dave, and also to Chris Richardson for going out to crew him as well. Right, indeed, yeah, that's... Uh, that's um... That is really good. I mean, on the, if we just move on to the the main results, um, it was won by the Alexander Sorokin, a Lithuanian guy who won the world this world champs event. I'm not quite sure it's a world champs, not difficult to tell, but it is, I suppose. But it's 278k um, in terms of British runners. Just to go straight to them, Paul Maskell 251k, James Stewart 250.6k, um, in uh, so James was 17th, and in 23rd uh, Daniel Lawson. 244.7k um, and we'll just finish off with in 35th place Stephen o- Hollyoak who ran 234k so you know you know Dave's time is is uh, you know in the same sort of ballpark as some of these boys which is absolutely incredible on the women it was a world record for Cami Heron who ran 270 kilometers Ucha. unbelievable I think she would have been in the, the top five in the men's race was that, that time right? yeah she was. So she ran that, and then just to cut the chase with some women, Jessica Baker, 16th, she was British, first Brit, 227k. Um, Catherine Simpson, 23rd, uh, 220k. Wendy Wierty, 27th, 217k. And then Alison Young, 33rd, with 211k. And you know what, this is, I'm getting better, but some of these ultra numbers still don't mean anything to me. <laughs> I'm starting to get a better handle on what this 230k mean in 24 hours, but... It's all I know is it's a bloody long way. Yeah, it's a long way, and I know what a long way means. Twenty four hours. It's uh... twenty four hours is pretty short. And I was going to say for you, that's that's just a wee run. Six hours uh, less than what I ran. Yeah, it's more than six hours. It's it's amazing. So. Well done, folks, and well done, old man Dave. We, yeah. we should get Dave on the show sometime. Oh, we should get Dave cool. on the show after that performance. Over 100%. a couple of Guinness. Oh, easily, easily. Let's do that then. Um, so what about, what is that all we have then, race-wise? Have we got anything else coming up? That is all we have race-wise. Coming up, though, we've had a, we've, we've had a, a message, so we'll just give a shout-out to... Um, to uh, sorry, Michael Rimmikins, who's uh, the uh, secretary for the um, or the chair, sorry, for the Scottish Student Sport um, Cross Country, and he's been in touch to to tell us all about the um, the Scottish Students Cross Country Champs, which is coming up. Um, I think it's uh, next month in November. I'm trying to see the uh, the the link I've got. Ah, sorry, I'm on the wrong wrong page. Oops. Um, yeah, so that's coming up second November. So this weekend. Um, now we haven't had a we haven't had any sort of preview or any entry list yet, but that is this weekend. So good luck to all the students out there. I remember fondly the the days when we were running Scottish Uni cross country champs. Oh God, yeah, yeah, the after parties. I was going to say fifty percent about the run, fifty percent about the after party. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you're right. It's uh, the cross. I think the Scottish University cross country championships. Yeah, Saturday the second of November. Yeah, that's so right. this weekend, isn't it? Yeah. So that'll be so uh, in Camperdown yeah. Country Park. So that'll be uh, where the, Dundee. the East District Cross Country Champs are taking part, taking place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think actually that this to be it's what it will um, it'll be account for the 
or criteria for the inter districts. They obviously obviously have a Scottish Uni team there, so it's a a few of these boys will be will be running for a vest there, which is cool. Yeah, it'll be good to see. And yeah. girls. Guys and gals. Guys and gals, sorry about that. Um, other races coming up this weekend. I'm, I mean, I'm not aware of a huge amount this weekend. Uh, I, admittedly, that's the one part of the show that I hadn't actually spent spending that much time on this week because I, I was too busy. Um, you know, there's no for, races for, for you, dude. That's why. Well, no, it's because I was too busy admiring all the marathon. I was just reading through results and just being obsessed with the the actual performances that we had at the marathon this weekend in Frankfurt. So. Um, this weekend, uh, just I mean, we can very quickly put up the, the, the fixture list. The proms uh, 3k at the, the beach this weekend, actually. We do, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, if you're northeast, that's one you can you can sign up to on the day 1 pm Aberdeen Promenade, which is a good opportunity to get a quick 3k in. A couple of pounds, um, tenner and I tell you what's on, sun, what's on Sunday, and I think it's probably so. I don't think you can enter on the day. If you can, you should look into it. Uh, I think it's a sellout, sorry, Templeton 10. That's a great 10-miler in Dundee. I really, I've run that a couple of times. Really enjoyed it. Lumpy run. Not the quickest of courses, but it's a really good sort of club race. I really really enjoyed it the, the two times I did it. Um, so that's on Sunday the 3rd this weekend. Men's 10K Edinburgh. Is that a fast one? Ooh, I don't know. I did the men's 10K in Glasgow once and it was quick. It was in Bell Houston Park. The Forest so Ayers Brody Castle 10K. I think that's sold out. Now, that's a fast 10K. Yeah, Potential to be fast. Yeah. Uh, the other one that will be cut, so next, a week on Sunday, I think, is a Peterhead 10K. That has, I know guys who've got PBs there. Yeah, and Peterhead and, 10K. Yeah, I've known folk who run well there. Um, the other one that's coming up in a couple of weeks' time is the Jimmy Irvin Bella 10K. I ran that a few years ago, really enjoyed it. Two-lapper, a really good run, and, uh, you know, again, a really good club race. I wonder if that's still got... If, anyway, if you're looking for a 10K this time of year and you're prepared to travel to the Central Belt or you're from the Central Belt, have a look. It's worth... Um, it's it's worth that's one worth looking at. Right, noted. I think that's really it. Um, before we go on to uh, rants, there's a couple of things we've got. One we've had, uh, God, we've had so much correspondence this week, which is really cool. We got um, anyone from Stuart Livingston. Shout out Stuart. He did well. He won the Dramathon last week. Now Stuart's been reporting back to us to tell us all about the dynamite. Um, goodie bag that they got so he sent us a picture which we should probably include in the show notes this week oh. which is amazing eight miniatures from the some of the distillers you pass and a bot you got a bottle of Glenfiddich for the win which is pretty cool oh, um, nice i think that's a really nice touch for a prize and it actually looks like it's in like a limited edition um bottle by looks uh sort of you know sleeve which is cool so and a very nice glass by looks of it as well yeah and dramathon weed glass as well so yeah if you're a whiskey drinker the dramathon really is the marathon for you well, yeah, no, I, I, I'd, like, I'd like to do it. I was just put off, a little bit put off by the, the price of it, but if you, looking at that goodie bag now, you know, one goodie bag to another, I think, uh, you know, no disrespect to the Illuminator, but uh, I, a wee wooden medal with a bit of string around it. So, you know, there's there's a... a, a, a no, no, not everyone. Everyone's got different reasons for doing events and things uh, but yeah I think I don't know maybe there was something else they got but uh, yeah I think it was just a wee medal and the the, the prices are, are the same but I know the overheads for the illuminator it's uh, flashy lights in, in the dark and um, you know money goes to, to the mountain rescue hut and so this that's good that's it's always a good good bit in, in everything so um, yeah but 
There's another race, the Ochter Rider, half marathon, 10k. Um, okay. That looks pretty good. Uh, it's in association, in association with the Glen Eagles Hotel as well. So there you go. You might get a wee, a wee prize uh, in a hotel if you win it, no doubt. But that looks a good race. Um, but it's nice. all sold out. So good luck to anyone who's taken part in that one. Mm. And uh, likewise, there's lots of other races that you can check out. Check out Scottish Athletics fixtures. Check out the Run ABC website, and you'll be able to see all the all the events there. Nice. One thing before we, I think we're probably getting close to wrapping up. But one thing we want to highlight now is so two. Well, firstly, a thank you. So thank you so much to Lee O'Connor who has revamped our website for us. Lee has done an absolutely stellar job for it. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting Lee at the the Great Aberdeen Half when he was up here and. So Lee's a, is a club runner himself. He's clearly a talented web developer, and he's developed our new website. So www.tartanrunningshorts.com is now live, and it's looking fantastic. So you can go on. You can get all information about the podcast, all information about news that we've got. We'll we'll make the effort to get our, to get some start doing a bit of blogging on there. But most importantly, listeners, event organisers. Feel free to come on there and post. There's a listeners page. You can put up a post with any information you want to share with other listeners. Maybe you want to share race uh, entry information, promote your event. Please do that. I think it's a, we'd love that to become a bit of a hub for um, sharing results. And Again, if you want us to read out the results, feel free to dump them on there if you don't want to post them on Facebook and we can, or share a link on there and we can go on and use that to... Um, to to reference or to share with listeners so yeah we're really we're really excited and massive thank you to lee because i'm sure you agree Kyle. it looks sensational oh it looks amazing it's uh you know not only has he done the website i mean the way he's done the website it's so in- interactive and it's certainly i i mean we've been trying to do one ourselves and it's it's near looking <laughs> it's not even looking <laughs> a tenth of the, the the design that lee's just done uh and again, check out the check out his website as well. Um, it's Leo Connor, L E O C O N N O R dot co dot uk, and uh, check out some of his work that he's done. Uh, mightily impressive, and yeah, it's uh, looking forward to getting it all populated, Tom. Absolutely, yeah. And as Carl says, if, so if you're looking, if you are looking for web development, you've got some uh, someone you're looking forward to. To uh, outsource your uh, your web development work to go to, uh, get in touch for us if you want Lee's details because we would definitely recommend him. He's done an excellent job there, and, um, top quality. Yeah, and it, not yeah, not only you know, the, the the quality, it's the, the brand as well. We've got a new logo. Some people That's might true, have yeah. might have checked that out. That uh, a cheeky little logo. So you're going to hopefully see that plastered all over your your race calendars, all your races. You'll have the the TRS flag coming with you to the cross country events. We'll have TRS banners, TRS shorts. You name it, we'll have it. Eh? <laughs> TRS shorts is a must have. Um, no one's been in touch wanting a t shirt though. I think that might be dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about shorts, folks? We'll, let's, you know what we'll do? We'll put up a poll. Do you want shorts? Yes or no? Well, we do. You, you know, we need to. So there's a, there are now the list of people we owe a pair of shorts to is, is growing enough. I think it warrants buying and putting an order in. So um, uh, we'll do that. And actually, what we could, do you know, what we should do is we've got a hall of at least set up this thing. We we've we were really keen to do is have a hall of fame on there. So there's this amazing picture right on the homepage, which is like a sort of collage of runners. It looks like they're all running, but it's got Chris Jones, Sean Fontana, Morag, Miller, Elish McColgan. 
really uh, Robbie Simpson and actually what we need to do is we should have an annual uh, vote for an interview or maybe vote for interview of the year and we'll hand out a pair of TRS shorts <laughs> to, the, to the, the, the person of choice oh I love it oh I see the, the back of it. that's amazing I just realised this background it's great, isn't it? That's amazing. I didn't, I didn't see that. Jeez, that it's, is a, uh, fantastic. I love it. Absolutely superb. So yeah, yeah thank you, Lee. Wow, talented guy. Jeez. Yeah, it's guess, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm gonna have to play around with this. I didn't realize uh, the extent of of the whole so thing. So much on so, there. Yeah. So much on there. Right. So well, um, yeah. Have we got a rant? Or you already ranted, did you not? Did I rant? Did I? I don't know if you did. Well, we, you, well there's one know. rant left. Let's get this rant. We've had this rant kicking about we have, for, yeah. for some so, time now. now this is, do uh, you know who sent this in? Is, is, is he, does he wish to be remain, remain anonymous? Like, uh, vote, I, I, vote face? I don't think he asked to be anonymous, so I think we should. Uh, I think he should be named. Go for it. So, so where, where the hell's my... Where's it gone? Yeah. So the rant is... It's for Ian Beattie. Yes. <laughs> <Put> <laughs> a little rant here. Now I can now as a race organizer with his race organizer's hat, I can pl- I get this and I'm sure you do too, Tom. From a race organizer's perspective, people who don't read the detailed race instructions you have sent you have them sent out, then ask a question on your race's Facebook site about something that is covered in detail in those instructions happens at every ultra and does every race director's heads in. Well, I completely agree, agree with that. I can't. I, I can't. I, I always roll my eyes when I see people at a 10k who are like, "Oh, do you know? Um, or do you know what time? The, do you know what time uh, the start is? Or do you know what time baggage closes?" At, like something like a 10k, and I always think, "Jesus, read the instructions." <laughs> but for an, an ultra, that when you're talking about so many people out in the middle of nowhere and, and logistics and all that, it must be a nightmare. Oh, especially when, uh, when you ask a question on the Facebook site. Now, you know what it's like, <laughs> exactly. you know, not even a direct email on the Facebook site. Like the, the race organizer is expected to scroll through Facebook to look yeah. for questions. Either speak to somebody who's maybe part of the race or maybe email them directly and put a bit of effort in it uh, if you're not sure. Now, uh, yeah, I get sometimes if you, you can miss things in, in race info, mm-hmm. but... You know, all good ultra races uh, will have will have pretty detailed, comprehensive instructions if they've been going on year on year. Um, so for 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 somebody not to get the info is is highly unlikely that most of the, the info will be there. So because um, it'll affect probably most of the other runners. So uh, it's always good to have it all in one place, no doubt. So there you go. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So race race Amen. directors who hear. So actually, not race directors, runners. If you're an ultra runner, read the race read the race instructions twice before you even think about posting a question on a Facebook page. Absolutely, Tom. Right. Well, on that note, you better get back to your uh, your stand easy exercises. Is that? I've got a bunch of leg strength exercises to do. Rob and run Monday night. I'm away to Bath Logan. It's uh, it's bang on eight o'clock, so it's bath time for the wee man. We're and, getting uh, we're, we're we're getting quite slick now. Yeah, we we're getting. Me, Kyle, we agreed a couple of weeks ago. We need there was what how we're going to get into a routine so we can both get our schedule. And Kyle's needs to bath bath time by eight, and that's two weeks on the trot. Bang oh, on eight. Exactly, it's, it's brilliant. So yeah, we'll we'll leave it there, listeners. So any again, like we say, if you do want to contact us, please contact us on our email address. Uh, you can also now you can go on our website, our brand spanking new website, and check it out. 
leave a comment, leave anything that you want us to chat about on the podcast because we will happily do it. We want lots of content from you guys. Um, and, uh, yeah, again, also sign up to the running club that we have on, on Strava, Tartan Running Shorts. You can also leave us a review if you fancy, five stars preferably. Don't leave a review if it's any less than that. And um, <laughs> we will, yeah, hopefully catch up with you guys later on in the week. Indeed. Have a good week. Bye.